Welcome everyone. Uh, good morning. Welcome to Know the Rules of the Game update on Natural Disasters Capital Resources. I'm your host, Desiree Patno, CEO and President of Women in Housing Real Estate Ecosystem and AWRB, and Desiree Patno Enterprises DPE Real Estate Brokerage. I'm also an advisor and investor for Amicus Brain Innovations, and also Chief Strategic Officer for Zulu Time, and publisher of NADRB Magazine and The Wear Report. Um, today, we're going to be talking about natural disasters, obviously. Um, and my heart goes out to everyone who's dealing with this, whether it be here based in uh, Irvine, California for all the natural disasters for fires up and down the uh, coast of California, all the way to Oregon, Washington, and several other states. In addition to the floods that's going on in Florida and all the uh, uh, coasts on the East Coast. So today we're going to really take a deep dive into capital resources because it's so complex because you would think it'd be something simple, but there's so many different ways you have to navigate. It is truly an undertaking to understand what options you have available to you. So a little bit about NRB a little bit uh, before we get uh, take a deep dive. Couple things, we are about research and development. We really uh, dive into leveraging resources and relationships. It's all about the saying wealth is having options. And that having defined by your options and really what's gonna take into consideration is your livelihood, your quality of life, um, and what those things are involved when you get access to capital, when especially in, in the context of having a flood or a hurricane or an earthquake. Uh, we just had an earthquake here. We haven't had one in a while here in California. In addition to, then we had the fires and then we had um, you know, multiple fires that are now converged over in LA to where it's actually bigger than the entire city of Denver. So some very important statistics I want to go over real quickly about defining what's going on here first in the state of California and some of the other areas. So a couple current facts that I want to talk about is, is that um, currently we have, um, I would like to share the screen though before we go into it. So you can see uh, the different layers that we have available for you because knowing access what websites what are available for you to see what's going on. So um, we're going to share a screen right now and we're going to pull it up to here, for example. We're going to go into the California fire. If you look right now, you will see we have over 3,627,000 fires that have, uh, uh, excuse me, acres that have burned already in, in California. That supersedes the highest number before, which was two years ago in 2018, and that was almost 2 million acres. And here we are, we're not even through the worst months of the year, which is typically September and October of the fire months. And we're already at 3.6 uh, uh, million acres. From there, they have almost 8,000 incidents of number wildfires. 26 people unfortunately have passed away and almost 7,200 structures have been damaged or destroyed. Now, the interesting thing about this is it tells you when the start date is, what county it is, and what the fires are about each one of them. Why does that make it an important um, significance to us? Is that when we get into access to capital on what we have for natural disasters, whether it be the SBA, FEMA, and some other programs, knowing your when the date they put on it, knowing what the containment is and where it's going is very, very powerful. You notice up here, we have the incidents about the Cal uh, fire 
but also what kind of programs they offer, what kind of grants do they have access to that they might know about on how to get certain funding and programs. So it's not just your typical FEMA that we talk about because the fact is it's got the biggest national footprint. Most people don't realize that FEMA itself, um, they are about safety. They're about stop the bleeding. They're not about fixing. Um, their highest grant is 34,000 and yet their typical loan amount is 4,000. Take about six months to get it. Um, you know, what's going on with COVID uh, uh, criteria, how much longer that takes, you know, every county and state's different. But the idea is because they come in, they assess, they set up tents and everything else, but they're only about the safety and stopping the damage. They're not about curing and fixing the damage. So I want to make sure that we get that on the, on the uh, platter uh, very upfront here, that FEMA is about stopping the, the, the natural disaster causing more problems to the property um, to go with it. Second is, is that we want to talk about what other programs are available. So we can take a deep dive into that in a moment, but right now I want to focus on getting your information up front. That is stop the damage. What is causing that damage? So here we're talking about the fires you can see um, what they're talking about and, and how this is all by the government. This is at California, as you see, fire.ca.gov. And then as you go through it, they have different grant programs, what kind of programs they can go out to help you to get additional funding and resources. Here's an urban and community forestry uh, program that out there, fire prevention, uh, forest health, they're going to and talking about what it is to get you for information. And then their improvement programs, volunteer assistance and grant forms. So here you go. If you come down here, you can get grants um, and resolution, advanced payment requests, report accountability form to really help things get go on to it. Okay. So not to take a deep dive into that one, but just to showcase there's all different kinds of opportunities to go out and help you that are very niche, which is this is one of those niche programs. Okay. So then also it talks about stats and events. It goes through, it tells you how many fires, where they're at, where the uh, current statistics are, where they're at. Now, why is this so important? Not only as a homeowner, but also as an investor, and also to looking at if you're, you're running a company, whether you're offering insurance, whether you're offering, you know, um, you're in construction, you know, where can you go to help and help those people in need and also help, you know, for business sustainability? especially with the dynamics that's going on right now. So if you notice down here, you'll see that January 1st through uh, September, very recent, that there has been 6,400 fires and have 2.2 million acres. Um, and then that compared to the intervals of last year, where it had 5,300 fires and only 1.3. So we're almost quite a bit substantially higher there, right? And then the five-year average, that's unbelievable, 346,000. Right, so you look at the combined year to date at 2020, we're at 3.6 million acres burned. So, and it goes through statistical wildfires. So, you talk about what's going on, what your projection, you know, we're going into the rural areas to get the homes, you know, the fires, the burns, the fire authority to go with it. And then we turn around and we look at to where our urban life is, is that we want to go out so that nature, do we have infrastructure in place, okay? 
So those are kind of, uh, some of the things I wanted to talk about. And those are the uh, current statistics that we had about the fires that go with it, right? Um, and then we had a cheat sheet that we really brought up about the fires that went with it. Um, let me see if I can see it here on my screen because it's coming down. Um, and the pull it up, we'll, we'll get to it here. Um, wrong thing that I wanted to pull up. All right, so if we go back to that, so first and foremost, what is our narrative on? What are we looking at? Are we looking at fires? Are we looking at floods? Are we looking at hurricanes? Are we working at earthquakes? Um, those are different kinds of programs out there. Now remember, your business can have a writer for every one of those kinds of different natural disasters, whether you're a homeowner for earthquake, whether you have rentage insurance coverage, um, what does your insurance cover now? Additional programs that go with it, okay? So that's additional capital resources in case you do have any of these natural disasters that go with it. Okay, so moving on, let's go talk about what we're gonna look at. Um, I'd like to take a little bit of jump on, not to air quality yet. Okay, so the natural disasters for, let's move into the SBA. This gets where it gets really complex, okay? So um, this is natural disaster loan assistance from the SBA. Now, a lot of you immediately think, okay, SBA, Small Business Administration. I'm not a business owner. I am a renter. I am a homeowner. What do I have to do with a Small Business Administration? Because the fact is, is that we are not a business owner. Well, SBA, if there's anything you learned today, is SBA is the host of the administration that takes care of these loans. They are not requiring you to be a business owner for renters and homeowners. Okay, so $40,000 is available if you are a renter, $200,000 are available if you're a homeowner, and $2 million is available up to these three amounts if you're a business owner. Okay, so how did I get here? So let's take a clean slate over here and let's just type in sba.gov natural disasters, okay? You have those and you see where it came up with all these. You have those who come up and say, okay, natural disasters, okay? We've heard a lot about COVID, right? Preparing about the triple P loans and the idle loans. I hope you saw that on our uh, know before um, the, um, um, the podcast that we had earlier. Uh, we have several of them that we've done on the idle and PP loans, the triple P we call them here. Um, but now you see disaster loan use, FEMA, talk to FEMA, get your coverage and you see where it says doesn't fully cover the disaster assistance you need you can ask for disaster loans for a number of other purposes. You have real estate, personal property, economic injury, machine, equipment, inventory, active duty, all different kinds. How do you get disaster assistance? To qualify, you must be in a disaster declaration area. Okay, so disaster declaration area. Here we have Alabama, Hurricane Sally, major flooding going on. They had four months of rain within four hours, okay? 
Where did it start and when did it start? Here, incident period, 914 and continuing. Oregon, wildfires and straight line winds. Nine, I don't think I've ever heard of straight line winds, okay? Yeah, as you see where the assistance or resources, business, fact sheet, and disaster declaration, okay? Now, you have Louisiana, Hurricane Laura started August 22nd. The wildfires in California started 8-14, ongoing, continuing. The Grizzly Creek Fire, 8-10. Earthquake in North Carolina, didn't know North Carolina had that many earthquakes, 8-9. Hurricane Isaias, 8-3. Apartment complex fire. There's another non-normal natural disaster, but an apartment complex fire. Why are these dates so important? Typically on an SBA loan, once they define a natural disaster, it's 60 days from that time period that you must get your application into them. Now, you wanna be very careful that don't just apply for FEMA, apply for SBA the same time. It is a loan program that you have to have a typically a 620 FICA score. It's not a, it's not a forgiveness loan, it's not a grant, it is a loan you will have to pay back. But the idea is the interest rates are exceptionally low. Um, I remember when we first started this years ago, is 1.75. They do not go over 4%. So you'll need to find out what the current interest rate is in your area, what they're offering. But the idea is, is that typically is no uh, payment for the first year, no application fee, and you don't have to use it. But at least you must qualify and get it applied for within a certain time period, otherwise you don't get it all. Now, occasionally they might extend that application period, especially with COVID going on right now. So those are so important to you. So here is why they've been declared a natural disaster. Who declared them? Why they declared them? What's going on? You see all these Secretary of Agriculture declared disasters, okay? It, there's so many here. You put in your state, you put in your county, uh, let's say we want to go to, uh, let's say Colorado, uh, just filter it, see what's in Colorado going on. Here we go. We have the drought. Several uh, areas in um, Colorado is in a major drought. Those are natural disasters, okay? So the idea is if we go back and we say, okay, so now I can get a loan up to $200,000 as a homeowner. The idea is, is that you can use that now to fix up your home. Now the question is, how can I fix it up? You cannot use it to, and see here's a loan assistance, put in username, log in, you actually apply for it online. This is fantastic to have, uh, as you can see, disaster loan assistance, federal disaster loans for businesses, private nonprofits, homeowners, and renters. Let me repeat that. Businesses, private nonprofits, homeowners, and renters. So you can't have a publicly traded nonprofit, okay? The idea is, is that having this available for you is to get you back up on your feet as fast as possible, to allow you not to worry because a lot of uh, places won't give you that loan, but the SBA is the one that's insuring these and putting them together. The sad thing about the SBA, let's get it out now, is, is that it is not debt forgiven, meaning 
that other than the triple P and the and the triple P about the fact that as they're doing the um, you know turn into a grant if you qualify and all that kind of good stuff, this is like death and taxes. You will pay it. There is no bankruptcy. There's no way to forgive this note. You will get it unless that's why the triple P was so popular or is so popular is because of that of the terms of getting it this and converted into a grant. So remember that it is a loan, a very, very, very low interest rate loan and has a long-term um, repayment program on it, okay? So depending on what county you're in, depending on what state you're in, depending on what kind of uh, big business is supporting the area, they can also offer you assistance and capital resources. So really getting to know your infrastructure of your city, county, state, and federal uh, uh, government agencies, in addition to knowing your uh, resources of your uh, big business employers, um, and also those nonprofits in the area can also give you small um, assistant capital resources, whether it be 500 to 5,000 or $25,000. There's all different kinds of ways to get access to capital. The problem is, is that the information is not um, uh, curated into a simple, easy place to go look for it. That's the biggest problem that's going on right now. And this information is not readily known to the real estate community, the finance community, or those who are working as auxiliary services to go with it. And most importantly, it's not even the professionals that work in the industry, is my opinion, is the everyday consumer or um, a person that lives in the United States should know this information because natural disasters are all time high and, and the prediction and continuation has been growing exponentially every single year. So we all need to know what our resources are and, and understand that um, for our capital. Okay, so back to the disaster loan uh, application uh, assistance program. So you see here, disaster eligibility, which we just saw, right? And we're gonna go back. And then we also saw uh, about applying online. Here's the program, how do we apply online? We can start that whole process, okay? And then the other one is also to um, check application so, uh, status. So you go in there and find out once you have it declared, it must be declared a natural disaster before they'll have funding resources. Now, the beautiful thing is there's no limit on the amount of money that they have available for you. So the idea is, is that limit as in you as a person, but not a limit as the total amount of funds they have to loan on the project. I remember years ago when uh, Hurricane Harvey and Irma were happening in Florida and, and Texas, and uh, we got a phone call from the NWC and they had only given out, um, out of 10,000 loans, $410 million. And it was at 1.75% interest. And I'm like, this is incredible. I said, no processing, no payments for the first year, you know, uh, no application fee. And you're telling me I can get a $40,000 loan to buy a car, to buy a computer, to replace my phone that got damaged in the flood. And I'm a renter. This is incredible, yet they couldn't give the money away. I mean, I'm obviously being facetious, but the point is they only had 10,000 applicants and that were approved and also out of, out of the um, $410 million. There was no dollar amount on how much they could have given away billions of dollars, but they weren't applying because they didn't know. And once that 60 day limit passed, 
it was done. So please make sure, don't think my FEMA is gonna do it all. When their average is $4,000 for the loans, average. And today's plumbing here in California or you know, trying to get something to get uh, remediated, to get stuff and get the stuff out, it's not gonna cover nothing because the cost of remediation right now is, is unbelievable. So that's another way to get that out there. So I just wanna make sure from the, from the SBA, some key points that we talked about as we're talking about that, it is not just for business ownership. It is for renters and homeowners too. Okay. So let's go on as, as you noticed and we went through it, we had the different ways of um, looking at, um, we talked about the fire, so we can get rid of that one. Uh, and we talked about the natural disasters on the breakdown of it. But if you take it back to the very first one, and we talked about coronavirus um, as far as being part of the economic uh, recovery loan, there are full-on videos. There are full-on locus assistant programs for the SBA. I get it, it's a monster. But the more time you spend on it and the more time you become very, uh, um, uh, have a strong relationship with one of the EDS, Economic Development Specialist, um, at your local SBA across the United States. The more informed you can be because none of them know. I mean, I just spent literally 45 minutes on the phone before I took this podcast and said, okay, what is the current interest rate? I knew it all, I had it all down. They couldn't tell me the current interest rate because of quote changes. Okay, they told me it was gonna be not more than 4%. Well, where could I show you today the exact interest rate. That shows, I've talked to SBA um, people that didn't even know that they offered the, the 40,000 for renters and $200,000 for homeowners. It's so big and so massive and so many changes that it's so important that you stay in tune and, and keep the, I've gotta say that the newest, latest uh, website is much cleaner, nicer, and much more informative but there's so many programs and platforms you've got to really know what's going on. So we talked about uh, access to capital. We talked about FEMA, a little bit touched on it. You know, you have the phone number for FEMA that's all over the website as we saw before. Uh, we also have the fact is, is that we're talking about, um, um, we talked about uh, the um, SBA, uh, natural disaster loans. Um, for the businesses, profit, nonprofit, uh, private nonprofits, homeowners, and renters. Okay, and we also talked about the special niches, whether it be Cal Fire, whether it talked about big, big businesses, or local municipalities. Uh, we talked about how nonprofits are going to be wanting to kick in and help out. Um, obviously, there's other ways of doing it with a GoFundMe or, or uh, online programs where Facebook has you can set up a, a platform for it to help you know a community at large and things like that. But these are incredible programs. These are what our federal tax dollars are paying for, for the SBA to really amplify these um, platforms that are out there. Um, and like I said before, the, the programs out there, um, they, you do have to qualify. They are not debt forgiven, um, like some of the other, like the triple P loan, you know, if you qualify, is it? But the idea is set, getting you back up, your health is so important and running that going. So there is that one. So let's talk about, um, I really want to focus on uh, another rule that we want to bring together is about when we talk about natural disasters and capital, air quality. 
and we we had that up here about the air quality. Why is this a rule and why is this so important on, on access to capital uh, through the natural disasters? Because here in California, we have had horrific air quality to where not every single city, but we had the index, if you notice down here, to where the index can go up to in the way that they have this leveled, it can actually go up to a level of 600. Um, and right here, this is just showing Irvine, where our headquarters is and where I live. Um, it's showing that we actually are pretty good. You know, the moderate here is at 50. Um, today, it's going to be um, unhealthy at 114, um, 155. Those are our highs and goes through it. And then also tells you about the hourly rate of where we sit. Okay. And so we've actually come down pretty good and getting really good. Now, up in Northern California, um, they've been getting up to the 400 level. I mean, this is unbelievable. You know, here we're talking in, in the houses of 412. Well, what does that look like? Well, they've got that down to where sometimes it was over 600. Um, and you can see over here, 450 goes off the chart. Um, and the idea is, is that how are we keeping that air quality? Um, and the, the impact on an economic or capital is, is that you can't leave your home. You shouldn't be out there because it's unhealthy for everyone, um, especially for the older, those who have respiratory problems, just like the old, the, everything we hear about COVID. So the business end of it, the access to capital end of it to help, um, you know, it's a whole nother category of what's going on. And so businesses are actually closed and people are moving and getting out of certain areas because they can't breathe uh, because it's gotten so bad. So when you're looking to um, have your business, having access to capital, can you function? Are you having quality? So you have the ideas is that making sure. So I wanted, uh, there's two different, uh, I really like IQ Air. Not only is, is that, uh, and no, IQ Air is not a sponsor of this podcast today, but IQ Air is a, um, they have a machine that I believe is unbelievable, a charcoal filter machine. It's pretty costly, but it, the air quality in the home is unbelievable. But they had this website out, that's all they've been doing for decades, um, is producing and filtering air um, and making sure that you have the cleanest and purest air out there um, for your filtrations for chemicals and charcoal and, and other byproducts that go with it. But the idea is having these sensors all over and what it looks like and understanding you know, what you're breathing, whether we're talking about wearing face masks, uh, face masks for COVID or wearing uh, face masks or uh, breathing apparatus because of the air quality of the fires. I mean, they're getting our fire air uh, uh, issues around the world, just like when Australia was burning, coming over here and back and forth. So our air quality is so important and people don't forget that the ocean is, provides over 50% of our oxygen and as the ash is falling, cars were just littered with ash here in California. Our plants had ash down my plants because they, were, they couldn't breathe, you know, who, which produces our oxygen. So when we talk uh, to, you know, what kind of economic, what kind of natural disasters, it's not something we always think about just as in flood fires, you've got to think about the, the air quality and the fallout. So I just want to make sure as a rule, um, make sure your air quality, make sure for your animals, make sure for your, you know, your, you yourself and, and those who are compromised in some way with their breathing or their um, um, bronchial tube uh, asthma, myself, 
but dealing with heart issues and it causes an effect on on you know your head on the, the extra you have to work on it so those are the things that i really wanted to focus on a little different that go with it okay again we talked about sba so we can clear that out the air quality um, if you have any questions during this time, uh, please email me and I'll be happy to get back to you. Uh, my email address for everyone is desiree.patno, D-E-S-I-R-E-E.patno at N-A-W-R-B.com. Or you can Facebook or LinkedIn um, or follow us on any of those platforms under NRB and private message me um, or deal with the, uh, uh, our Twitter or um, Instagram accounts too. So just make sure, and you can put that under the, know the rules of the game, NRB or Desiree Patton, either or, or any of those combinations would be fantastic. Um, and any more resources you'd like to have about this. The other thing is, is that I really want to focus on, here's the natural disasters again. So again, all the different charities. I mean, if we, let's just do uh, what's going on in Florida. Um, Flash flooding, tornadoes, Hurricane Duran. See that hurricane was last year, okay? Here's one, the flash flooding that was in May. And then Hurricane Sally's ongoing. And tornadoes as a result of Tropical Storm Nestor. Then we have down here, there was an incident about tornado, rain, wind, and hail. Now, how many of you thought about access to capital of claiming for your insurance on your home if you got hit with a hailstorm and have the whole entire roof replaced or the siding or you know damage to your cars that's access to capital for natural disasters you know most insurance companies don't charge if a rock hit your windshield they replace the windshield for free there's no deductible okay so think of those kind of things do you have additional coverage by then just getting these okay you should have insurance already covered that so there you go, quite a bit in Florida. If we did one more, let's say, um, let's go on in, um, let's go in Illinois. There you go in Illinois. Um, I'm not sure why Iowa came up in Illinois, that's kind of odd. But all right, severe storms and flash flooding, uh, heavy rainfall and flooding, you know, civil unrest. Um, so the incident period between May 26th and June 8th, if you had a, um, an incident due to a natural disaster, or disaster loan during civil unrest, would you equate civil unrest to disaster loan in our normal everyday thinking? So very important to understand there are so many different resources of, but putting them together, time together, and how do I get that money? Um, it is a little bit more complex than getting this together and get it done, absolutely. Okay, we talked about rural air quality. We talked about access to capital for the capital resources. Um, and we also talked about what kind of natural disasters are happening. So don't wanna drag this out. There is so much to cover and everyone is just so different. So the tip of the day is really going to focus on what insurance you have, what kind of riders you have that you've added to your insurance policies, whether you're a renter, a homeowner, or a business owner. Earthquake insurance here in California is quite high. It's double typically of what your home policy is for normal fire insurance. 
but then fire insurance could go off the chart because they might be located in an area that there's more fires now than there are um, earthquakes. So those are important tips. Make sure you have enough insurance to cover additional access to capital. So we have additional access to capital through insurance. We have FEMA, we have SBA, and we have niches, okay? Whether that be the nonprofits, the, the uh, local governments, and or also the uh, big businesses, okay? And nonprofits. Then from there, we have the air quality life and the statistics. So find out who is the infrastructure in your community, whether it's city or county or state that has updated information. You know, one of the things that COVID has really done for me personally is, is that tracking the information, where it's coming, the R&D, and not just looking at one source site, looking at tons of different sources, how they're, how they're curating that data, where they're getting their data from, where they're verifying the facts, what's, what's truly gonna make an impact and be able to be uh, passed on to you. And the more we see, the more it can get confusing and we can have a data overload and crunching down. So in closing, I just wanna make sure Find someone, some organization, someone that you trust, follow them, support them, um, be engaged with them, and let them know that you care because all of this is about empathy and helping each other to be successful in personal, professional lives and for us to live a better quality of life. So um, I'm your host, Desiree Patno with Editor B. Um, please reach out to us. We have our podcast on Wednesdays at 8 a.m., um, and we're so excited. We're going to be um, launching several other new um, podcasts out there and webinars for NRB as a whole, but know the rules of game. Our trademark is really helping you leverage resources and relationships because as we said before, wealth is defined by having options. So thank you again for tuning in um, and we'll see you next time. And any questions, NRB.com or you can give us a call. Thank you very much and have a great one. Stay safe and be healthy. And we're gonna stop the sharing today.